you even know what a write-off is, Joe? fantastic episode of the mickey dudes podcast i'm your host more regular this week than i was last week thanks to the fiber one bars well that didn't take long uh chuck fitzgerald and alongside me are two of our fantastic rotating commentators from houston texas and our resident master pokemon trainer jeff williams flash photography i wouldn't that alters homing signal and that's not good and from the state of New Jersey, which I cannot say is the great state of New Jersey, Joe Quartrochi. Listen, man, I'm always backing you. Always, <laughs> I'm always back in upstate New York, and you go with a comment like that. Well, is it really a great state, though? I mean, I know you're, like, sitting in kind of for Dave tonight, but you don't have to, like, you know, take his... <laughs> his you know, uh, ideological stance. Exactly. It is the great state of New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> is Atlantic City pretty? I was thinking about visiting there someday it's oh it's okay it has its it has its spot <laughs> you know what that's like when you ask someone are they what, describe so-and-so to me they're nice if you're looking to go to the atlantic ocean jeff in the garden state i can point you to some excellent spots not awesome. atlantic city not minus <laughs> any spray tan <laughs> oh boy okay uh speaking of things that are orange i don't i guess that works Toy Story Land opened over the last weekend, and thanks to our Mickey Dudes on the ground team, we sent Jeff Williams there, and he's going to give us his fantastic experience that he had this past week, but only after we talk about two things, and that's going to be our fantastic sponsors. Jeff, while you were in Disney, did you have any Joffrey's coffee by chance? Absolutely. Actually, there's a especially uh, drink in Toy Story Land. <laughs> In their Ch- Joffrey's kiosk. Oh, and what is it? had one of those. It's called the Joffrey's Roundem Up Latte, and it's uh, it's pretty much iced coffee uh, latte, but they they really go on the, over the top with kind of like a lot of uh, uh, kind of cupcakey kind of stuff on top. But it was delicious. Uh, they they put little uh, animal cookies on top, so it makes it kind of look like a little uh, toy offering and some sprinkles. But anyway, it was awesome. It was really good. Okay, and Jeff, while you were there, did you, you said animals, right? <laughs> yeah, animals for sure, like, you know, uh, barrel of monkeys and things like that. Do you know where else you could see animals at uh, Disney World? Where at? You could see animals at the Animal Kingdom Lodge, thanks to our friends at D- DVC Resale Market. Dot com. <laughs> Dot com. Um, right now, they have, I'm, I'm looking at their listings, and there's just a ton of listings for Animal Kingdom Lodge. Um, you have points from June use here for $110 a point for 250 points with each of 2018, 2019 going forward. Um, Joe, you're going to Alani soon, aren't you? I am. Yes. I'm going in, uh, oh geez, September for my anniversary. I have so many like. There's so many little trips coming up for like work and stuff. I'm everything confused. Yes, September. <laughs> well, thanks to our friends at DVCResaleMarket.com, Alani has points with an October use year at $104 a point. 
So, guys, if you really want to go down to Disney World, DVC is the way to go. So buy into it and use DVCresalemarket.com. They're the pros when it comes to DVC Resale Market. Seems redundant. It's oh, a great wow. company, though. It, it, I mean, it, it's a fantastic company. It's a fantastic business. We wouldn't um, support that if they weren't a fantastic company. It's not like they're giving us money. I think we're pretty honest on this podcast. And when we don't like something, we kind of say it. And they're a great company. So. Yeah, they are, they are a great company. <laughs> I mean, all right. So now that we've finished all the formalities, Jeff, Toy Story Land. What was your first impression as you walked in? <laughs> um, I was impressed. I mean, it was very... Um... A little overwhelming, actually. I was, you know, it's so funny. I we're all Disney nerds, especially Disney theme park nerds, and we're following the status of all these things over and over, and all the the aerial shots and everything. And I feel like I already knew everything. I thought I knew everything about the the space, um, but it it wasn't what I. It was kind of like I don't know, way over the top, more than I expected. So. Um, even ever I heard budget cuts, this, that, and the other, I was very impressed. A lot of us were really happy about it. In fact, I think we went five times in a week. Um, you know, we did not time this trip, uh, based on the opening. It just kind of worked out that way. Um, but you know, we're there, we're going to do it. Uh, we actually were there opening day. In fact, it's hotter than blazes, but, uh, you know, all of Disney's hotter than blazes. So what are you going to do? But it was interesting. We had fast passes and we, so we just... They allow you to bypass all the queuing. And I'm sure you guys saw the updates. There was this crazy queuing situation the first day. Something like 300 minutes at one point just to enter the land. And then 300 minutes plus just to get on Slinky Dog Dash. Um, And I thought, oh my gosh, here we go. There's Pandora all over again. But what was amazing is how quick that dissipated. Uh, Day two, day three. I think by day three, you could actually, like an hour was, was the max wait for these rides. Um, I might have saw a 75 minute, but mostly like you're looking at about an hour waits. And I, I don't know, it's it's kind of like anything. Um, Disney really knows how to um, mitigate crowds, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. So the fact they made all three rides, Slinky Dog Dash, uh, Alien Swirling Saucers and Toy Story Mania, all tier one fast passes. I think that mitigated uh, the crowds and kind of spread them out. And um, the weights were, were not even as bad as, as a totally, uh, no, not even near Pandora levels. So, um, but you know, you enter the area and you're supposed to be shrunken. Now, one of the biggest negatives, I guess, I've heard and I kind of agree, but I don't know if Disney can do anything about it is there's this long corridor to get to Toy Story Mania. So as you turn right off of what was known as Pixar Place, uh, and there's those bathrooms on the left, it is a it is about a 100-yard walk of nothingness um, leading up to it. Now you have this massive Woody <laughs> uh, standing there staring at you, to beckon, beckoning you on, and behind him is... Uh, Slinky Dog Dash, literally a weenie dog as the weenie, which I thought I made just made that connection this week. Um, and it's very a dynamic scenario. Everything's moving and dynamic. Um, there's uh, a giant Woody, uh, there's a giant Jesse, and a giant uh, T- Rex on top of the uh, coaster. 
Um, and they're talking to you the whole time. I mean, they're talking to us, right? So we're supposed to be shrunk down like we're uh, toy size. My daughter brought up a good point, though. The, the whole premise is you're supposed to be shrunk down like a toy. But if you're trying to put it in perspective, like what... What are we? What size are we here? Because, you know, and then I realize there's some Green Army Man statues, and we're about the size of Green Army Man, so I'm just assuming that's where they their their gauge, so to speak. But, uh, no, it, it was really fun. Uh, we had a blast. Like I said, we came back five times. Totally, uh, night is obviously ten times better. They have so much crazy lighting effects, um, you know, giant Christmas lights and, and such. Uh, it's beautiful. It's amazing at night, and and obviously in the summer it's cooler at night. So it was, it's pretty cool. In fact, uh, one night, uh, my, um, we we showed up there and met my adult daughter and her boyfriend, and they don't have fast passes. Um, they you know we we were booked on a package, and we showed up and I think thirty minutes before close we rode Slinky Dog Dash twice. So, you know, I, I it, that that just blew my mind. It's like within a week of opening, we're already down to reasonable times to actually get on these rides. So, I was pretty pumped about that. Uh, Slinky Dog Dash. Um, my family all kind of agreed it was somewhere between um, uh, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train and um, Go- Great Goofini. So somewhere locked in between those as far as um, as far as the uh, intensity level. Um, but it was, it was longer than I expected. I mean, it was, it was just, we love, we love Slinky Dog Dash. There's no doubt about it. I think it broke in my top 10, I would say. Um, Alien Swirling Saucers. I don't know if you guys saw me tweeting about it, but as the week went on, I, I kind of, you know, I've ridden the one out in what, on the West Coast. It's a, it's a Mater's Junkyard Jamboree and it's, it's called a Whip It Ride. Uh, it's an old style, uh, concept, but this one, it was, uh, you know, I lo- it's beautiful. It's cool. It's got all kinds of awesome decor set up on the outside, uh, different kinds of toys. And, and uh, Buzz is sitting there staring you down as you enter in, um, and he's talking. And he will go into Spanish mode, which is hilarious uh, occasionally. Um, that's kind of like a little Easter egg, I guess. But anyway, it's it, what kind of surprised me was how much it was kind of, um, I don't know, bumpy it got really really bumpy as the week went on i don't know if it's just something that's slowly progressing and it's just going to get worse and worse i looked down and saw like it's really it's really uh hit, uh attacking the concrete underneath it and i at this rate i don't know i'm just this is just me speculating but at this rate at this thing in a year this thing's gonna be tear up that concrete but it is definitely very jarring as far as uh um, compared to the the West Coast version, so I don't know what's up with that. I, I'm just just pointing it out. It's like something's something's not right. <laughs> but um, but anyway, it was it's still cute and it's fun. Um, but all in all, obviously it's not. Uh, it was just kind of like a stopgap for uh, Galaxy's Edge, which by the way is just right over the wall. Is right there. It's you can't even miss it. Um, it the it seems like Toy Story Land is kind of raised up, uh, elevated a little bit, even not even getting on a Slinky Dog, and you can see right through. They even have pretty tall fences, but because it's kind of elevated, you can see right into Galaxy's Edge, so I don't know how that's going to play out. Did you peek? I definitely peeked, and I took pictures, and, you know, that's just what I do. I didn't go out of... And somebody, I don't know, I don't know the etiquette on that whole deal. I don't, you know... Um, I've taken pictures at Disney World for 20 years, and somebody like called me on it this this last week. But 
You know, I'm like, dude, I'm just raising a camera. I'm, when I say somebody called me on it, somebody on, on social media. I'm like, I'm just raising a camera up and taking a picture. I mean, I'm not like jumping over the fence or <laughs> using a selfie cam or anything. I'm just really tall and I can take pictures. Well, yeah, you are admittedly like seven and a half feet tall, right? <laughs> yeah. And Jeff, in, in yeah. your defense, there are people that we follow on social media and that we are fans of that have like rented airplanes and flown over the property to take pictures. Oh, God, is, yeah. Which was awesome, by the way. We won't say the person's right. name. But, so they're getting on you. They're getting on about you about that. It's like. That's the ultimate thing, and props to that. Yeah, and props to that person who did that because I thought that was awesome. I saw that video, but just want to oh, say no I, de- I definitely back you up. So, yeah, I mean, so you know, we're we we get to see these lands uh, transform over you know months, years, and uh, we, we a lot of speculation going on in this one, uh, Toy Story Land. We got to see it from day one, just air, like you said, air, aerial views of it. And and I was trying to look at the scale and get an idea, and I've seen models. And I thought, oh, man, this is 11 acres. This is going to be tiny, tiny, tiny. It, they worked it, man. They worked it out. It's It actually doesn't seem that tiny at all. I don't know how they pulled that off. I think a lot of the things is like they didn't have a full restaurant. And that's you know, it's a window service only restaurant. I don't know if you guys know that. But window service only, so that kind of helps – mitigate some of that space there's no um there's no uh, merchandise uh stores in the, in the land i think that helps mitigate uh you know keep some space they just have carts uh all their toy story land merchandise is in the main park uh which is don't even start with me that's that's a little um even going around cast members well you might want to try this store oh you're looking for that you might want to go try that store and I'm like, really? I got to go all the way over to that one store to look for this pin thing that I really want, or this magic band that you guys don't have right here. Um, so that was kind of like a little off-putting, but um, but they're they're definitely just focused on carts, um, you know, keep space open for people. Um, one of the things that was uh, they definitely rolled in a bunch, a bunch of temporary umbrellas because <laughs> there is absolutely zero shade, you know, anywhere in that place. Um, which, you know, at first I was like, these people are crazy. I don't know what they're thinking. People are going to, you know, kids are going to pass out in this place. Uh, have you guys ever been to a restaurant and it's so cold? It's, it's, it's like, you want to get the heck out of there. Nope. Um, you've never been. In- no, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I'm notorious for this, whether it be my house or literally anything. Um, first thing I do when I go into a hotel room specifically is I will override the thermostat and then turn it all the way down as low as it'll go. I mean, it, it's it's very easily hitting 60 degrees in my thermostat, so, or I in my thermostat, you. in my uh, hotel room. Well, all right, your significant others, have, have they been so cold they like, when, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, what I'm, it's a strategy that restaurants will do to try to cycle a restaurant mm-hmm. quicker. You know, it's uncomfortable. You're being very, and also the metal seats and stuff like that. I think Disney has incorporated a lot of these uh, psychologies uh, uh, into the into this land area. Um, there's not a lot of shade. There's not a lot of se- you know open seating area. There are some benches, um, but they're not covered benches. And and also um, the food area is is kind of like you know sit down. You're supposed to sit down only if you have food kind of thing. Uh, there are some umbrellas in there, but man, we were struggling to find any kind of shade, even with the sporadic umbrellas in the this food area. But anyway, when I came back home, I realized, you know, there's no all, there's no place to escape from the rain. If it rains, you know, you're, you're and we did this once, your only hope is hop in Toy Store Mania queue. That's it. That's your only escape from the rain. Um, so 
you know, those are the kind of things Disney, you know, I'm sure they didn't plan this out, but it actually, I think, is part of the uh, why in the middle of the day when it was super blazing hot, it was like you, you could walk around a lot easier. Kind of like Joe, like we used to do this playing golf. I don't know if you do this too, Joe, but like afternoon golf courses, I love it. You know, if, if you just figure out how to deal with the heat, you have the whole golf course to yourself, you know? <laughs> Pretty much. You're just out there by yourself as long as you could, you could bear it. I mean. Yeah, exactly. And me and my wife used to do that all the time, and we—I mean, we loved it. It was, you know, we we hate getting rushed on the golf course. But um, anyway, th- these are some generic rules. But I, uh, above above and beyond, I was just really, really enjoyed it. Really, really enjoyed Slinky Dog Dash. Uh, we've ridden it, I think. Actually, I think we've ridden six times now. But um, so awesome. Uh, they did really good. I I I was really <laughs> nervous that we were gonna like, oh crap, we're gonna spend half our trip. Over at Toy Story Land, it's just get you know, um, get overwhelmed with uh, hitting it. But no, no, it, it was great, well worth it. And um, I think Kyle's the next one to go to Disney World, or, or unless you are, Joe. I'm actually going um, uh, this week. I'm meeting our other co-host Dave down there, and uh, my wife and uh, my friends Brittany and Justin on Saturday. So, oh my gosh, J- Dave's there. Yeah, yep. that's right. I'm gonna crash his so, party on Friday. So <laughs> perfect, do it. Anyway, that's that. Generically, you know, the food was it was good. I mean, it was kind of like I was really ticked off because there's campers. That's another thing. You know, we had campers in in the the food area. And now, just for clarity, like, Jeff, you mean table campers, right? Yeah, okay. table campers. And okay, maybe they may have started out with food at the beginning, you know, but they're like camping out, waiting for the rest of their family to go ride all the rides, and so that could be three hours, and they're just kind of hanging out. And uh, there was, uh, there's absolutely no place to sit. I mean, we're like standing and eating, and I hate, I don't know, I just hate standing and eating when I'm tired and I just want to sit down. We were doing everything we can just to find some space, but uh, maybe that'll slow down, or maybe you just deal with it. You just don't, don't eat there. But I don't know if you guys heard this morning, um, they're already altering the menu. Um, uh, didn't that took, start uh, yesterday when they took out the uh, Monte Cristo? Yeah, I guess I just saw it this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the Monte Cristo's taken out. I didn't even get a chance to try that. I tried uh, most of the menu. Um, How are the, the breakfast tachos? offerings are awesome. Oh, the tachos are phenomenal. I mean, I thought, oh gosh, why am I eating these freaking tachos on a you know ninety five degree day? But they were great, and you know they have hot sauce there, the the Texas Pete or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I loved them. I I'll totally go there and get that uh, from now on. And it's got mobile ordering, you know. We're yeah. a huge fans of mobile ordering, so I mean, um, I couldn't, I couldn't believe people weren't. You know, there were some people using it still, but there, I'm still amazed how many people aren't using it. You know, we uh, one night we were there. Uh, you know, they have they have floats at um, Woody's lunchbox, mm-hmm. and we're like, man, it's so hot. What, uh, it floats! Hot oh my gosh, it? floats! Yeah, how hot is it? And uh, I ordered it. By the time I mobile ordered it, I started walking towards the window. And the lady, because it just floats, it's just really easy to make. And she, like, saw me walking and goes, Jeff? I'm like, yeah, it's me, it's me, yeah. And I, like, <laughs> parted all the people. Get out of my way, everybody. They, she's got my floats. Get out of the way. And so, uh, you know, she called, She literally, like, saw me, like, you know, 50 yards away. Anyway, it was funny. But well, that's um, what happens when you're seven and a half feet tall. <laughs> that, that helps. Now, Jeff, do, sure. do you think with the Monte Cristo, do you think that Disney looked at the first – week or two of sales and been like either a it's not selling or b it's more of a hassle to make this to, to keep it on the menu yeah i actually 
I think I tweeted that this today. I think I think the Monte Cristo is uh, too time consuming, and they're, they're probably down to the nitty gritty on timing everything right now because it was backed up. Like I said, no, not everybody's doing the mobile ordering, which is I have no idea why. But well, no, I can tell the you why. Were, There's no discounts well, on mobile ordering. There you go. There's no AP discounts point. on mobile ordering. It's true. They added. They did add uh, dining plan, right? I believe anyone. Yeah. I haven't used the dining no. plan in a while. Um, so you do have that ability, but you don't have the ability to get AP discounts. You don't have the ability to do a lot of things like that. Uh, tables in Wonderland. Um, so that that could actually weigh into people's decision on not using mobile ordering. Also, there's people that just don't like, or you also can't charge it to your room. That's uh, a good point. Yeah. So there are the backside of magic devotees, and I do this myself, where I just charge everything to my room and then I pay it off in gift cards. If I use mobile ordering, can't do it. Yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're not going to pay off in gift cards, though, if you keep the same credit card, it goes to the same place. Oh, but yeah, if you but are using credit cards, yeah. then I can see why you wouldn't you would want to do that. I never made that connection. You're absolutely right, Chuck. This is why I get um, paid the big bucks. This yeah. is why he's hosting <laughs> right now. Well, I did demand a double increase of my salary on uh, when I accepted the hosting gig. Hey, Jeff, I, I got one quick question. So you said the, yeah. the first couple of days you were there, um, we all were kind of like watching the three-hour queues to get into Toy Story. What was the rest of the park like? Like when everybody's trying to get in there and is in that queue where like you were lined up all through a great movie ride and down to the ABC commissary. Like what was like Sunset Boulevard like? What was Tower like? Rock and Roller Coaster? Like what was the whole park atmosphere like? Everybody's like jammed in this one corner. Yeah, like <laughs> seriously, what I mean, I've been in Animal Kingdom where everybody goes left to Pandora and my wife and yeah. I go right and I'm like, this is like nobody it literally was nobody around. Yep. It was fantastic. Same way. No, it's the same way. Yeah, we I think we, it was a ten minute wait for uh Tower of Terror. Not the first day. The first day is the whole theory of all tides rate or whatever, you know, rising tides raise all ships or whatever. Um, everything was disgusting times uh, that first day because people had to go somewhere, I guess. Uh, day two and on, yeah, it was like 10 minute waits to Tower of Terror. And uh, one night it was, it was like we looked at the you know, Star Tours as five minute wait, you know, which is nothing. Yes. You know, like walk in. So we're like, oh, this is perfect. So yeah, no, you're exactly right. Everybody's like funneling into the, the new thing. So maybe that that'll be an advantage to us rock and roller coaster and Tower of Terror fans. Well, actually, and, it's funny you mention it because right now I'm looking at um, the wait times. Now, granted, it is 8:50 at night. Alien Swirling Saucers, 25 minute wait. Toy Story nice. Mania, 30 minute wait, and Slinky Dog Dash, 60 minute wait. So you can wait for everything in under two hours. Um, but looking at everything else right now, you have Star Tours at 10 minutes. You have Kylo Ren at Launch Bay, which is a character meet and greet, which generally takes a little longer. At 15 minutes, you have Rock and Roller Coaster at 25, and Tower of Terror at uh, 35. So the you had said, Jeff, that after the first day, the, the wait times have decreased, and we're, we're definitely seeing that. Do you think that's a, like an indictment on the land or just, okay, I did it, and I don't need to go back, which is almost the exact opposite of Pandora? Well, or the fact that um, most people that are going to Toysterland have little kids and they're going to do it early in the morning. Okay. And then, then maybe it's kind of like dissipated by the afternoon and they've done, they're going off and doing other things, dinners and shows and whatever. Well, like um, I said, it's kind of a skewed number right now being on the, being the fact that it is 10 minutes to nine. Yeah. But I, I do still think that's, 
Like, if you were to go to Pandora right now, you wouldn't see a wait time of 50 minutes. Yeah, no, you wouldn't. You're right. It's sustained these long waits for a long... I mean, it's still, it's still crazy. But I think that actually shows you, guys, that, like, how good Flight of Passage is. Right now, yeah. Flight of Passage has a posted 120-minute wait. I mean, Flight of... Yeah, that, I mean, that's... <laughs> Uh, there's Flight of Passage and when the new Millennium Falcon ride comes out, those are going to be the two, like, so they're never going to go down. <laughs> so so just think about this for a second. Flight of Passage has a 120-minute posted wait, okay? That's the about 100-minute wait, wait. Well, 97 minutes. So the posted wait times for the three rides in Toy Story Land currently add up to 115 minutes. So you could yeah. ride, theoretically, all three of the rides in Toy Story Land in the amount of time that it says that it would take you to wait for one ride on Flight of Passage. Yeah. Um, and, and, I mean, I'm, go ahead. Yeah, they're shorter rides, too. I mean, so so it would probably be a, a very likely scenario where you could ride all the rides in the time that it would take you to do Flight of Passage. Yeah. Which is an interesting measuring stick that we're using now. Um well, it's not Flight of Passage <laughs> slash Pandora bad. Um, right. One of the other things that you had mentioned, Jeff, is the entryway to Toy Story Land being bare. Um, the only thing you have is the long Woody at the end. Um, That's what she said. Well, I mean, I worded it that way intentionally. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, subtle humor, Jeff. Uh, even on the map. <laughs> I'm looking at the Disney app right now, which isn't really loading. Um, good job, Disney. And it is like they don't even try to hide the fact that there's nothing over there. So does that kind of yeah. like take you out of it as you're walking in? It's like, huh, this is definitely an alleyway. It's like an annex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does feel very odd. Um, you, you know, I, I wonder if they just, well, I don't know what. You know, they had to make the cut somewhere, I guess, and and there's that factor of when they're building it and they're trying to buffer the building area from mm -hmm. uh, peeping eyes and and such. Um, I wonder if there's that factor in. At what cost, though? Yeah, yeah, and also they're on a, as with any project like this, they were on a a pinch to try to get it all done in time. Mm -hmm. And I want, I just totally get a feeling like they go well. Here's where we're drawing the line. Don't worry about this whole area up here. We we got to get this stuff done, and I wonder if it'll just slowly fill in over time. But uh, you know, the other thing is the day one for whatever reason, Pixar Place was still open. Um, I think I posted some of the uh, the Woody the character meet and greets were there on day one, and somebody told me this, and it made sense afterwards. Um, they knew the crowds were gonna be too crazy in the in the actual land to have characters there. And uh, they did have our, uh, the, the Green Army Patrol. It's not Green Army Man anymore. Um, there's a couple of... We, I think we saw the two uh, female uh, Army um, Patrol <laughs> uh, characters uh, marching through there uh, in the week that we were there. But um, those are... Uh, by the way, those are the most interactive. Those, those are amazing. The Green Army Patrol people are... Uh, phenomenal. Their, their interaction is so great. These people are, are the best. Um, we, we were seeing, we were interacted with them a few times and saw them interacting with other guests and they're constantly pumping through there all day long. So, um, God bless them. They're, they're awesome. Um, day one, the, the meet and greets were still at Pixar place. 
Day two, um, Pixar Place was gutted. Day three, or actually by the end of the week when we were there, it was walled off, which kind of surprised me. Um, so they're doing something there. Nobody knows what's going on down Pixar Place. All the signage is removed. So something's going on. I know that's going to be an entrance to Galaxy's Edge. The extended queue so for Galaxy's Edge. Oh, extended queue. Gotcha. Well, I'm, well, d- don't take that as a fact. I'm just making that up. But it, it's probably the truth. Or the exit. Well, I, yeah, the entrance is officially going to be um, over by uh, uh, the Muppets. But maybe that for like at least in the near term in the like in the first year or so or maybe six months that'll be the ex- exit it'll be like that back that new back exit to pandora that goes out by the uh mm-hmm. festival of lion king show that was never there so yeah yeah and and uh it was bizarre to me and maybe that's the right way to be but it kind of th- this is just my perspective and i've heard other podcasts talk about this and i kind of agree with this this uh th- this whole toy story land was developed by people in California, and that's where their Imagineering headquarters is, um, and it kind of reeks of that. There's not a lot of shade. It's like because they're in California, that a lot of their queues in California are not covered, and you can get away with that. It's just fine. Um, there wasn't a lot. There wasn't a whole heck of a lot of fans, and you saw there were temporary fans everywhere set up. Um, and then uh, the other thing that was kind of alarming was like day three. They're, all the characters are, are out about in Toy Story Land. Um, so they were hustling them through, and there wasn't shaded spots. There wasn't dedicated shaded spaces for these characters. In fact, they had Woody, I mean, not Woody, they had Buzz out in the open in the sun. I'm like, are you crazy? There must have been some AC because it's a Buzz you know, character. There, there's got to be some kind of AC set up in there because that guy, the person, had to have been dying from the heat because but anyway it wasn't shaded at all i was like this is this is nuts i i don't know who thought this was a really good idea but that's just what that's their strategy right now so if you want to meet all those characters they're they're going to be in the you know in the land um you know queued up for pictures and whatnot um anyway so uh it it was great uh definitely see it at night joe and and chuck and if dave's there obviously um during the days, kind of like you know, it's 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 really nice to see a lot of the details in the day, but that night's definitely when it sings. Uh, in fact, I'd rank it over Pandora for night. Really? Wow. Well, yeah. I mean, Pandora at night is okay, but right. if you remember, they had all these promises of Pandora at night with the bioluminescent footsteps that yeah. uh, breaking news did not happen. <laughs> right. Uh, it's black lights and UV paint right now <laughs> right. Um, that do not move with your footsteps. No, no. So, yeah. For the nighttime, did you go on any of the rides at night? Yeah. Yeah. We were able to uh, do all of them at night uh, a couple times. Did it enhance it? Um, yeah, for sure. Um, so it's, you not know, I don't want to ruin the package in the land. That you yeah. Enjoyed it. It's, it's the experience like everyone. Uh, it, all right. Not everyone. I say Everest is better at night. Absolutely. Exactly. Okay. So everyone Perfect. on this podcast says Everest is better at night. Would you put Slinky Dog in that same? Uh, Absolutely. Same okay. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's way more. It, there's some, um, there's some effects, uh, in the, in the ride that are, more or more if uh uh effective <laughs> at night and i don't want to ruin any of them but 
Um, it's definitely better at night uh, for for a lot of the effects that they had planned for the ride. Um, which, ironically, the Incredicoaster on the other coast, um, the, the Pixarification of Disney parks, um, we're going to go see that in a few weeks. Um, give that a shot. And I'm hearing don't even waste your time on that during the day because some of the effects you can only see at night. So Well, I, I've heard yeah. a lot of the same things that I think you have, Jeff, with uh, whether that be the um, explanation for some of the things at uh, the outdoor queues where Imagineering designs the queue and it's up to like park ops to fund and design the, hey, we're putting this inside part of it. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, if I'm not mistaken, one of the tunnels at the Incredicoaster has glitter in it or something. And if really? you're riding it during the day, you're not seeing it because the tunnel isn't long enough to make it completely dark in the tunnel. Ah, uh, right. Gotcha. I mean, it's glitter that paint. I'm not ruining anything. Any big surprise. Right. And if you ride it during <laughs> right. the day, you're not seeing it anyways. Absolutely. No, I, yeah, it's, I agree with you totally. And and if you're into photography like, like I am... Uh, daytime's good and all. Um, nighttime was was way better um, taking pictures, and uh, even better if you can kind of time an afternoon showers, storms coming along. That was really fun to take some pictures of storms in the background coming our way. But um, oh, another little bonus. Um, you remember how we loved? Uh, I think it's it's consensus that all of us love Big Thunder Mountain Railroad while the fireworks are going off. Mm-hmm. Um, now the new thing for uh, Toy Story Land is seeing time Slinky Dog to when the fireworks are going off from the Star Wars uh, show. So they don't shut down the the land for the fireworks like they used to with no. Toy Story Mania. Yeah, right. Yeah. Huh. Um, yeah. It's 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 kind of like you know mild fireworks. It's streamers and fireworks. things like that. But yeah, exactly. Uh, I I will be honest with you though. Um, I'm sitting there taking a million p- pictures because uh, the first time we experienced it at night, I felt this massive radiative heat uh, burning my neck, and I turned around. It's the I don't know if you remember the Star Wars show, but it's just you know 50 foot tall uh, towers of fire <laughs> uh, was hap- happening about that time, and it it it's just like watching somebody welding. It's like it, <laughs> it lit up the whole area. You know, it's like what the heck is going on, but. Um, anyway, no, yeah, it, it, it was really cool to actually see those effects in Toy Story Land. Yeah, they didn't shut it down. It's pretty cool. And also, uh, I guess I should throw this out there. I think uh, some people were worried it was gonna they were gonna shut these shut Slinky Dog down in the rain. No, if it's not lightning and it's just raining, they're absolutely gonna keep going because we got uh, smattered with uh, rain on one ride. So it's a lot like um, the pools. Yeah, exactly. A lot like the pools, a lot like I guess generally any of the coasters, but well, that, you know, no, they didn't shut down because a lot of roller coasters don't shut down for the rain. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking back; I was in Cedar Point a couple months ago at this point, and it was raining, and we decided to ride a roller coaster, which was a terrible idea, by that the hurt, way. Hurts like that hurts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't yeah, do that. It hurts bad. <laughs> so, and yeah, that's, for sure. Granted, Cedar Point roller coasters are a little bit different than Slinky Dog Dash, but. Uh, well, did you n- notice any adverse effects from that? Like, did it did it sting? Oh, it definitely stung, and it was a memory uh, uh, forever because we all just had a great time complaining about. It. <laughs> I feel like we were on motorcycles in the rain. I don't know, it was nuts, but no, it, it was fun. Um, they 
they don't come that you can film the whole thing um it's not uh, listen you you can ride them and, and find out it's not a tame coaster um so which is uh, that's another reason to get for me it gives bonus points i mean i love i loved it so it's got some a uh, little bit of g's at a couple of spots so i've heard it's not as uh i don't want to say violent but not as uh intense as big thunder though because big thunder will throw right, you it's, around it's you know, smooth it's old school. yeah totally a different experience you're right it's smooth yet there's some tight curves that almost set my wife off on her uh, uh motion stuff uh, that she gets vertigo or whatever. So I'm just learning, hearing from her. I, I I didn't notice anything like that, but the fact that it's almost set her off is like, whoa, I guess, you know. So that's why she's kind of like, you know, helped me rate it where where we put it. But no, it, it was it was great. Uh, Toy Story was amazing. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen when they open ta- Galaxy's Edge. Uh, <laughs> I could give know, you a hint. Could, Remember that extended yeah. queue oh. by uh, Great Movie Ride? Yeah, it's yeah. going to be uh, 3,000 yards past that. Oh my gosh, you know they they could. I don't know if if it's un, not too out of the rain, out of uh, a crazy notion that they could hard tickets uh, Galaxy's Edge for a foreseeable future. But um, I'm, I'm I'm honest to God that I don't know why they just didn't build a whole fifth park for Star Wars. I'm, I mean, I, you guys know I've gotten into it. It's cool. I'm not a crazy yeah. Star Wars fan, but you could totally just. It just seems like they stuck Star Wars into the smallest area with, like, no... Yeah. Well, it's interesting you mentioned that, Joe, because as much of a mundane fan that you are, I am probably more mundane about Star Wars. I appreciate the story, just like (laughs) you. Yeah, it's just whatever. Dressing up and, you know, I get it. I mean, it's a great storyline, but it's... Yeah, it's entertaining, but I don't care. Right. I, I mean, if... If they charge a hard ticket, I don't care if it's five dollars. I'm not spending it. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it. Uh, right now, Joe, do you have any other questions for Jeff about Toy Story Land before I wrap up that with one last question? Uh, let's see. A lot of the things were already addressed. The food was addressed. I was compared to Flight of Passage was addressed. Oh, as for characters, um, not character interactions, but everybody's talking about Woody. You know, Buzz. Um, I know Wheezy is at the end of the coaster. Is there any like Mr. Potato Head? Is there Rex? Is he around? Like, what other characters do we see in the park? You know, the aliens are obviously so, there because the the ride is named after them. But like, I mean, am I am I going to see Mr. Potato Head? I'm a huge Mr. Potato Head fan. Yes, uh, the Mr. Potato Head uh, animatronic is still uh, it's fully active. Um, you get to see him. Uh, going um, Rex, there is not a uh, Rex interaction. But there is a Rex uh, figure on, a massive figure on the coaster, and he talks um, the whole time, interacts with Jesse and whatnot. Um, incidentally, you know, basically the meet and greets are Jesse, um, which is kind of weird. This is slightly controversial, I think. I mean, here you're meeting with Woody and Jesse and Buzz, and they're like giant forms of them right behind you. I mean, I don't know. That, that To me, that's kind of weird, but whatever. Um, but nonetheless, uh, you get Woody, Buzz, and Jesse, and and the Green Army Patrol. I can't want to say men, but Green Army Patrol. Um, they have interactions where you can take pictures and whatnot. The giant ball is a big photo opportunity that line queues up. Really, it just kind of blows my mind that the the giant Pixar ball uh, is actually a, a photo op. Um, but I'm kind of bummed that the West Coast gets um. Um, 
uh, Bullseye. The West Coast, they pulled out Bullseye to, to have uh, meet and greets with. So I don't know why they couldn't do that in, in Disney World, but whatever. Um, West Coast gets it, and even though we have the Toy Story Land, so whatever. I'm not bitter. And that's all I got. So, Jeff, the, the final question that I have about Toy Story Land, um, and the one that everyone's dying to know is, did you have the Baybell cheese? <laughs> Baybell. No, I did not. And what did you see my tweet about an hour ago? No. Um, basically, <laughs> I I've never had Baby Bell cheese in my life. Um, Wait, is it but Baby they Bell? Baby Bell. Baby, baby Bell. I don't. Wait, is it like baby, baby back ribs? Yeah, like baby. Yeah, I want my Baby Bell. Baby Bell. Wait, all right, hang on. Um, we need to settle this. Is everybody googling? <laughs> it's Baby Bell. <laughs> no, I, it anyway, so the marketing worked because I just bought a bunch of Baby Bill for baby my Bell. family um, it, it, in the fridge, and I had some of it for a snack a while ago, so it, it totally worked. So it worked, um, but not in Disney, is what you're saying. Yeah, not in Disney. Yeah, I didn't buy Baby Bill there. Now, did they play the theme song for Woody's Roundup around the Woody's Roundup food cart? Uh, the... So no, um, I think this baby bell. They, they have it. They're struggling. Um, the background music is kind of tough because it it is you're really close proximity to uh, the coaster. Okay, uh, that, you're, that was the, my next the coaster. Question. Yeah, the coaster is freaking huge. It runs the whole length of the the land. So you're constantly, it's, it's kind of like, I don't know if you've seen pictures or been to Disney, uh, California Adventure, but it's kind of like California Screaming, which it's the whole dang Pixar Pier was California Screaming. And no matter where you're at, you're you're by a part of California Screaming, which is now the credit coaster. But it's kind of like the same thing. It's like no matter where you're at, you're like, oh, uh, oh, here's another cool view of the, you know, Slinky Dog coaster. Um, and it's very... Uh, there's a hundred places to take pictures of the coaster. Let me just say that, and it's just unbelievable. But no, uh, they didn't do. Uh, you know, I didn't hear the Woody's Roundup uh, that was distinct. It, it was kind of all throughout the park. You could hear little background music of Woody's Roundup and all kinds of a. You got a friend of me and those kind of things. Okay. Anyway, that that's fantastic, and I did see your baby bell cheese tweet. Um, <laughs> I, I did go back and look. And then also there's a tweet about the uh, Amazon Prime down pages, which just being cute dog air pages. Um, <laughs> now, one of the things that you had mentioned and, and in comparison to is uh, Pixar Pier now being Incredibles Land over in California Adventure. So we are kind of at a, a precipice of a new era. Look at that precipice. Look at big words. You don't get words like that on every other show. Of a new That's an Atlantic City word. <laughs> I don't think it is, actually. Uh, of a new era within animation. The, the older style series are kind of going the way of the Dodo. And we're going to see more and more introduction from the movies of the new people in charge. Pete Docter um, with Monsters, Inc. Inside Out. Jennifer Lee with Frozen and Zootopia. So... John Lasseter obviously directed Toy Story Land. He obviously directed Cars. Um, I don't know off the top of my head who directed Incredibles, but e even still, that's not a a newer franchise. Um, right. Like Zootopia. Bradbird. Oh, Bradbird, yeah. yeah. And it was fantastic. Yeah. Incredibles, too. Um, yeah. So 
with that being said and the dawning of the new new being used loosely animation era what are you expecting to see within the parks when it comes to the disney franchises or what would you like to see represented in the disney parks when it comes to the pixar franchises joe well for me um i mean everybody knows i'm, I'm a huge cars fan so um that stuff that exists. We, i know that already exists i want to maybe <laughs> maybe come to the east coast whatever however incredibles 2 was amazing um so maybe see more of that on the East Coast, but yet that also exists right now in Tomorrowland, but it's not permanent. And they also got some of that in California. So I don't know if they want to keep it separate or not. I don't know, man. It's I don't want them to overdo it though. I don't want too much IP. I want to see some original stuff still. But I well, know good not, luck that, with that. Yeah, it's not gonna. Yeah, exactly. It's not the way it's gonna happen. Hey, you remember when Norway was a country? I know, right? Like frozen ride. However, let me let me ask you guys a question because <laughs> I mean, and Jeff can go a little more into this about the different franchises, but. I'm a huge fan of the Pixar shorts that are over at the Imagination Pavilion. That's you guys ever seen? Well, I'm going to get there. All right. <laughs> what about some tractions based around those Pixar shorts? I don't understand how you could do it. I don't know, but just some of those little movies are amazing. I don't know. What you yeah, I agree. That, but you can make a food cart out of the Bayo. I don't know. But when I think of Pixar, the first thing I always think of besides that is those short movies. They're amazing. Joe, did you have you seen any of the footage from um, the new Pixar Pier? Um, Very briefly, I, like just going through social, I was still on it. I, I've, <laughs> because we're yeah, I know because we're getting ready to go. I you know I'm researching it and watching a lot, but apparently they changed all the Midway uh, games to Pixar Shorts uh, games. There you oh. go. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. There, there's uh, La Luna is one of the games. And that, and... that is one of my wife's favorites is La Luna. Like when they changed it out and it wasn't there anymore, we were actually sad about that. Like great yeah. short. Well, apparently you you can't buy it and you, the, the prizes you win are... Uh, exclusive? Exclusive to those games. So uh, La Luna has um, some of the, the plushes from that, that short. Um, anyway, yeah, the... At least there's a little little signage, a little bit of a uh, love for that. <laughs> but I'm with you, man. It's 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 a it's a lost love, I guess. Joe, I don't know that you really answered the question. I don't know. I want to see more. <laughs> you answered different more. questions that I didn't ask. So yeah, you want to see what I want to see more in the parks from Pixar? I mean, like, what do you foresee coming that's going to be of the new era of directors when it? comes to Pixar. I have no idea. Because you know the new <laughs> IP is coming in. I mean, whether you like it or not, it's coming in. I mean, I, I don't know. I honestly I don't have an answer for that. Well, at I, this point, you have Coco in the Mexico Pavilion, right? I mean, I'm sure you'll see Inside Out at, at Imagination. Is that what, like, kind of what you're looking for? I mean, well, like, I mean, uh, yeah. I'm I, mean, not, I don't know what I'm looking for. They've already started filling up Figment's gift shop with a bunch of other stuff that's Pixar related, so it's kind of like Figment big... was in Inside Out. Yeah, very for like a second and a half. It doesn't matter. He was there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I honestly, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, okay. I, I really don't. Did you see? Did you see Joe Rody? He, he, Joe Rody loves to. So Joe Rody's, you know, one of the top dog Imagineers, and he likes to yeah. stir the pot. Yeah, he likes to stir the pot, and he likes throwing these little Easter eggs out there and secret, like, coded messages and things. And uh, it, he just pulled out a picture of the um, uh, Imagination Ride script. Um, I saw that yesterday. Yeah, 
and he did it on Instagram, kind of like hint, hint, look what we're looking into. So, you know, it, the rumors of Inside Out coming to uh, that is, I think, getting getting really hot. Um, so yeah, that's that's probably makes sense. Yeah, the, the idea is is um, if they're wanting Imagineering, if they Imagineer presents to the animation people who are in charge, and they're the ones that have to go talk to the you know executives and the money the money uh, people, um, then they're going to obviously push more for the 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 uh, IP that they're they were involved with. So like you said, Pete Doctor did Monsters Inc. and he did Inside Out. He spent five years on Inside Out, by the way. I mean, five years. It's like it was just this weird time where, um, you know, Lasseter had him researching all kinds of stuff about the brain and you know, adolescent brains, and <laughs> and it just dragged out because of the timing of the movies and whatnot. Um, I remember watching an extra uh, extras to the movie, and it you know he had said it. Doc, Pete Doctor said it took five years. Anyway, that's did phenomenal. I just can't believe it. They let him just roll with for five years doing this one movie, um, but anyway, so it's almost like they want their money's back. You know <laughs> that five years you just spent. Let's let's what are we going to put this in a park? Um, so yeah, it, it makes sense to me. I will tell you a funny story. Um, this is goes way back, I, I, easily fifteen years ago. Um, I don't know how long ago Monsters Inc. came out, but um, I'm assuming so. Sometimes after Monsters Inc. came out. Uh, we're walking through the parks. I, you know, you're always talking to cast members, and you know as well as I do, cast members are loosey goosey with rumors. You know that some of them will, will just like I heard this, and and they, they might share a little more information than others. And and none know. of it is actually information. Exactly. Gotta go to the bus driver, just, man. Gotta go to the bus driver. So. Maybe that's where I was missing. <laughs> but they, you know, at the time, this was way before social media. Um, so it's you know diehards like me was on forums and and those kind of things. But uh, you remember uh, in Hollywood Studios uh, next to Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Play It. Um, there was a meet and greet with uh, Fantasia Mickey. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what it was before that, but it's kind of that same building. Um, the building now is um, basically barren, but uh, Toy Story Mania, basically, next to Toy Story Mania. Anyway, um, what... No, it was what Toy Story Mania became. Sorry, um, there were heavy rumors that that was going to be the location to uh, uh, Monsters Inc. Um, indoor uh, coaster based on the door scene, and and that's been kind of they closed that space down, and you'd say hot set, and just said hot set forever. I'm like, are they gonna ever put anything in here? I mean, it drove me crazy to walk by that and just see hot set. I remember this over and over and over. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, really, we're gonna keep seeing this hot set anyway. uh, I felt it felt like forever, uh, maybe a decade like that. I just this ridiculous, and so I know management and plans go come and go. Um, You know, leadership changes and this, that, and the other. Um, But that was was supposedly gonna be, um, according to Jim Hill. he said that was definitely going to be the the Monsters Inc. coaster uh, based on that door scene. Um, if you carry that same logic forward, um, according to Jim Hill, once again take this with a grain of salt. After Star Wars Land is finished, Galaxy's Edge, uh, they're going to expand Toy Story Land and make it basically 
uh, keep going towards Rock and Roller Coaster and make it Pixar, like Monstropolis, that whole section. Hmm. And that kind of blows my mind a little bit. Like, I think it'd be pretty amazing, but maybe we would finally get, you know, our Toy Story, our Monsters, Inc. Um, door coaster or something like that. Um, but, you know, they're, they're taking monsters out of Disneyland uh, eventually because it's all going to be Marvel land. And that's a cute ride. I mean, it's very generic. I don't know if you've ever ridden it. I mean, there's not even, I think, I don't even know what tiers the, the animatronics are, but basically it's like the most basic animatronic. They just basically spin and articulate. They don't even really do anything. Um, so there's not a lot of advanced uh, uh, technology in that Monsters uh, ride in uh, DCA, California Adventure. But it's still a cute ride, and we love riding it every time. Well, if that gets flattened, you know, it's like maybe they would think, oh, let's let's do something serious over in the Hollywood Studios. Um, anyway, that's just something I heard, and maybe it maybe it's going to help kick it in high gear. Um, but, you know, we're talking, geez, I mean, it takes them forever to do anything, so we're talking, you know, maybe our our kids' kids will get to see this <laughs> stuff. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? When they release Toy Story <laughs> 9. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So who knows? Uh, I would like to see Monsters Inc. represented in the parks a little bit more than that meet and greet that they had uh, back in, um, oh, by the Backlot Express. Which, yeah, that that's all that I've really seen other than Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, which is great. Don't get me wrong, but l- let's let's give some of these other IPs a little bit lo- a little bit of love. Hello, humans. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean not, not just us. Besides, yeah. Besides the just the show, you know, like maybe a whole air, land. Now, both my daughters, one of their, if you ask them right now, they, uh, and they'd probably say in their top three is Monsters University. Okay. So you know, I mean, there is definitely a, a fan a fan service for that. You, tell me, you don't see all the the you know the basic uh, girls wearing the Monsters University hats. You That's kind of like and the Starbucks. Trend. Yeah. And I don't know where that came from, but Monsters University hats are very popular. You see them all over the parks. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to wrap up this topic a little early because, you know, while I was not paying attention and looking at Jeff's tweets about Baby Bell Cheese, I saw that Disney, in partnership with the V Foundation, is currently auctioning off the opening of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Walt Disney World Resort with or four four with travel. It, have you guys seen Holy this? Cow. No. no, I don't watch ESPN. So. Well, neither do I. I saw it on <laughs> I saw it on uh, Twitter. So give me a break, Joe. Sorry. So you have the opportunity to bid, and with the proceeds going to charity, on a vacation package that includes you know like five nights, uh, a bunch of different things. I'll I'll go over that in just a second. Um, the there are a couple of key things. All right, so this experience gives you one vacation package for you and three guests for five nights and six days at the Walt Disney World Resort, including four round trip coach airfare tickets, four round trip ground transfers via Magical Express. Thank God Disney's chipping in on that one. Um, <laughs> room accommodations consisting of one one bedroom suite or villa with a maximum of four persons per room for five nights at a hotel at the Walt Disney World Resort selected by Disney in its sole discretion. Four six-day Magic Your Way tickets with park hoppers, uh, water parks, fun, and more. One Disney gift card valued at $2,000, subject to restrictions. 
services of one Disney VIP tour guide for eight hours of each day of vacation. Oh, I didn't read that each day of vacation part the first time. Uh, one memory maker product, which includes unlimited Disney photo pass service photos. One Disney character meet and greet photo opportunity. And one Disney character dining experience for four persons subject to availability. A Disney gift card will be provided to cover the expense of this experience subject to restrictions. So what do you guys think this bid is currently at? Please don't cheat. Oh, I've, I've cheated. I'm on the same site you're on right now. Okay. So I will let see if Jeff can uh, guess it. Oh, so how long has it been uh, up for auction, uh, do you think? It's got 22 hours left. Okay, so assuming it's a 24-hour auction, maybe? Uh, yeah. Um, uh, I'm thinking it's up to 10000 You would be wildly incorrect. Yes. The current <laughs> bid is, and there have been 83 bids, and any bid over $2,000 needs to be pre-qualified. So you can't just bid okay. up. The current bid is $27,300. And it's only two hours in. Correct. Now, there is one or two very interesting details in the terms and conditions if you read them. And now, granted, I'm getting way into conspiracy theory here. So right now, the retail value of the vacation package is $13,619.92. Okay. But... It's a nice $14,000 tax write-off right there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and this is the interesting part. Vacation must be taken between 1-1-20 and 12-15 of 20. Oh, wow. I don't know about you guys, but that sounds a little bit different than opening of Star Wars Land, doesn't it? 1-1-20. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like it's opening up in the 19th or late fall of... Was it late? Was they say late fall or early winter? Nineteen. They said fall. Late fall. Well, or fall is technically. I think winter starts in December, right? Technically, December twenty third, twenty first, depending so. on whatever. So, opening of Star Wars: Galaxy's Edge at the Walt Disney Resort World Resort. Now, granted, you know, if you take the trip within December of twenty twenty, that's a, a little bit of a different circumstance. But that one one thing. It kind of throws me off a little bit. Are they either running that far behind schedule, or is this just a tax year thing? Oh, I don't know. It's a good question. It's probably for maybe tax purposes because it's a um, because it's a, um, a tax write off, right? Yeah. So they don't want to have it end on the end of twenty. I don't know. I'm not an accountant, so neither am I. Do you even know what a write off is, Joe? <laughs> I do know that I have an accountant, so, however, um, and I did know it was a $14,000 write-off, but I will say this, if you're paying $30,000 for a, and I grant there's a lot of things that come with this, you at least get some business class. No, you get coach. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I, I got to ride coach. I got to ride coach. Dude, at least set a town, set a minivan. To make Air it. travel will be provided <laughs> among ESPN travel partners, United, American, Delta, JetBlue, and their subsidiaries. Oh, that's, I mean, those um, are some major carriers, but at least send me a minivan. You know, at least I got to ride the bus with everybody. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Any portion of the package uh, not accepted or used <laughs> by winner will be forfeited and no compensation will be given. I wouldn't be I wouldn't <laughs> be surprised if um, I mean, I, I don't follow like I said, I don't watch a lot of ESPN. I don't I don't follow the V Foundation. I know I know it's for cancer research and I'm all about that. But I wonder if how aggressive they are with, with these um, fundraisers, if this is something they will do more often to raise money for the V. I've Foundation. never seen this before. I've never seen this either, but this could be something new where you pay for experiences. I know with my wife's 
charity they do that. You bid on experiences at NASCAR. Oh, at... oh sorry. it's not new. Breaking news, yeah. everyone. We are now up to $30,100. Oh, so you got the live feed. I have a static one right now. I literally just hit refresh. Nice. So, Joe, it's ironic you should bring that up because uh, just this week I was really bummed out. A D23 had a once-in-a-lifetime once uh, tour of Pixar's um, campus. Mm -hmm. And I was just, I've even asked the T23 people, when are you going to release this, when you release this? And they kind of gave me, oh, it's some, just just be patient. This summer we're going to release the, and then they announced it. And I was sitting there refreshing three computers within 0.5 seconds. It was full, and I was not, you know, I didn't make it in. And I was so bummed. I was like, I thought for sure I was going to be able to get in this Pixar thing. And then I started researching it, and sure enough, Pixar uh, does these uh, auctions for uh, tours of this thing, and that's like a very popular way of people tour Pixar Studios. And apparently, it's like every week there's some some group is uh, like somebody at Pixar is auctioning off uh, a tour uh, of the studios. I, so I, I guess if if I want to like spend a couple thousand dollars, I can still like pull well, it if off. If you want to spend thirty thousand dollars, you could try to get into this. Uh... Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opening. Yeah, pretty soon we're we're approaching, you know, Club 33 level. Well, I, I think the more here. interesting part about this, and granted we're not accountants, we're not tax lawyers, is the fact that the use-by date doesn't start until 1-1. Yeah. I, I think that's the biggest thing that I took out of that. I mean, maybe they just want to start, I mean, they want to get through the new year and they're just like, all right, once New Year's comes. Then it's... don't advertise it as opening. <laughs> Well, it's probably close enough. I would no. Creative no, marketing is opening. Close enough is not. Creative marketing. No, opening well, is opening. The last thing you're gonna want to do is see a plaid escort a family of like how many through on opening day through the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, it's just gonna be like forty thousand dollars. <laughs> They're spending thirty thousand dollars right now if they if the bid ends right now and. Shipping oh, yeah. $7.10. No, that's just like a kick in the nuts right there. It's a gorilla. <laughs> it, this thing's going to go big. I mean, it's it's going to be big time. Yeah, I mean, I'm it's for a good cause. I mean, that's a good thing. You know what I'm saying? But It yeah. is. It's for a great cause. I mean, the V Foundation and, and the Jimmy Valvano speech, if you've never seen it, go watch it. Um, Just, you know. It's a write-off. <laughs> the, the speech? <laughs> um, the, 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 the speech is fantastic that Jimmy V gives. Um, you know, weeks before he is taken by cancer. So the V Foundation is definitely something that I am all for supporting. Um, but this $30,000 experience, uh, I, Dude, I it, can't wrap my head around that. Did you guys ever watch um, uh, The Apprentice? Uh, we were huge fans of The Apprentice. You know, forget Trump. It's just the show was awesome. Um, and... There was often charitable things that they had to organize on there. Yeah. And they would all call up their, this celebrity apprentice, I should say. They'd call up their buddies like, hey, we're making pancake breakfast, you know, come on down. And like, you know, here's $10,000 for my pancakes. You know, they didn't give a rat's behind, you know, uh, what they were getting out of it. They were just, it was the charity thing. Okay, uh, yeah, well, like I understand said, that. But they, they're also saying that they can't use it until January 1st. Right. Maybe I'm making something out of nothing here. Maybe I'm reading it. I hear things, you. But that's no, no, a I hear pretty you. big detail. Yep. Breaking. You've heard it here Breaking first. Breaking news. Star Wars Land delayed. After you're not going to hear it here first. Because... <laughs> delayed a week. <laughs> delayed a whole week. All right. Uh, you guys got anything else? 
Uh, the only thing I would add, uh, if uh, Mon- Monsters, Inc. is um, Pete Doctor's little baby, um, it maybe Inside Out it was already going to happen, um, then this Jennifer uh, Lee, her baby is probably, that obviously it was Frozen, but Zootopia. Uh, you might eventually see, the rumor was Zootopia was going in at um, uh, Rafiki's uh, Planet Watch uh, s- someday. So maybe that would actually come in, um, like I said, for our, at this point, for our grandkids. So maybe our grandkids will be able to enjoy that. But anyway, another idea. And what I will add is I'm going to the world this weekend. I'm going to check out Toy Story for myself. Probably maybe won't discuss it in depth like we did today because everybody's talking about it. However, I would like to discuss my first ever stay at Port Orleans Riverside. Totally Why stoked about that. stay at French Quarter? I've stayed at French Quarter before, so my wife okay. are trying somewhere different. So she stayed there years ago. I've never stayed at Riverside, and then we're just going for the night. Got a good Florida resident rate, and I'm excited to see how it is. I've looked at a bunch of YouTube videos. It looks beautiful. I uh, want to give the food court a try, and uh, yeah. So maybe one of the next shows, I'll just give a brief report on how. Because aren't they redoing the rooms over there? I yeah. think they're at. I don't know if they are or not, but if they are, I'll give it a brief. They're doing uh, it everywhere else. I wouldn't. Speak. I'll give a brief review of how my stay was at Disney's Port Orleans Riverside. Joe, the only advice that I have for this trip is on your morning run, run over to French Quarter and get some beignets. <laughs> Listen, I'm doing really good on my diet. I'm in marathon training right now. That will not be happening. So. I mean, you don't have to eat them all at once. Don't you get like four of them or something like that? I've never I think had it's them. Like three. Okay. Well, breaking news: it's they're Mickey shaped now, so. And I is think it, you get ice cream on it. Yep. Is it bad I've never had one? Yeah. No, it's not bad. It's Even just, when I go to like New Orleans with my in-laws, I never go and get any of that kind of stuff. I'm just like, I mean, it's basically yeah. fried dough with powdered, powdered sugar on it. Essentially, it's like a Zeppeli, right? I don't know what that is. Yeah. Yeah, every culture has their fried dough, and it pretty much is the same. You can find a Zeppeli <laughs> like you can find any New York City or New Jersey like carnival. We, we call it fried dough. Yeah, we call them Zeppelis. We... Uh, also, if you go to the Midwest, it's called elephant ears, and those are covered. Well, they're they're a little bit more flat, and they're covered with. Uh, <laughs> all, all of our listeners in the tri-state area are just like nodding their head up and down. Like, yep, Joe's uh-huh. right. There's Zeppelin. And, and all of our listeners are going, "Wow, we uh, we rambled off into fried dough territory." Well, you know, it's no better way to end the night than talk about fried dough and Zeppelin. Well, actually, I'm pretty sure there's better ways to end the night. Uh, don't eat fried dough before bed. That can't be good for your heart. Well, the number one fried dough in my life is donuts, so I can't complain. Well, about I, that. you know, you can't compare donuts to uh, like fried dough or an elephant ear. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. they're called elephant ears because they're so large, uh, but yeah. they're mostly flat, very light, fluffy, airy type uh, type of dough, and and covered in cinnamon sugar. That's all you need. That's right. Mm. Okay, I get Beautiful. fried dough at nine thirty. Uh, Joe, that that's my favorite moderate, bar none. So you're gonna love it. I can't wait. I will send you guys the message in the group chat. Tell you how I think it is. So and then we'll tell all the listeners next time we're I'm on. So cool. Yes, we are very excited to hear about your upcoming trip, Joe. And with that being said, that'll wrap up this week's episode of the Mickey Dudes podcast. Joe, where can they find you on the interwebs? Uh, you can always find me over at the DVC uh, roundtable at resortloop.com. I'm always over there once a month uh, mm-hmm. talking some DVC. I'm taking a little break from the social media right now. So, uh, But we have an exclusivity deal on the the trip report, right? Yes, it's going to be okay, here. Because yes. it's, 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 <laughs> it's a non-DVC stay, so it will not be discussed over there. Okay. 
<laughs> well, the next time you could hear Joe talking about uh, his trips to Disney World, we'll be here on the Mickey Dudes podcast. Jeff, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me at, at BrainDud92 on Twitter. And uh, I forgot and let this website lapse, but I'm reinstating uh, DaveLovesTheHoedown.com. Uh, that's an important website. Um, you can find me on the Twitter machine at Chuck in the Chat. And you can find all of us on the Twitter machine at the Mickey Dudes. In addition to Facebook, uh, what's the other one? Instagram. Instagram. What, aren't we the Mickey Dudes podcast over there? Just search the Mickey Dudes. <laughs> there can't be that many of us. That. What 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 was the one Wolfie? What was the one from uh, the Office? I don't. I never really watched Office. <laughs> Sorry. I don't. I don't. Can someone explain that to me? <laughs> all right well if anyone could explain that joke to me please reach out to us on social media and if you enjoyed this episode or any episode please go to itunes and give us a review five stars are the best reviews that we can get so please help others find us by going to itunes soundcloud whatever you may listen to us on can you listen on soundcloud whatever just give us a five-star review if it's the bathroom <laughs> stall who cares five stars the mickey dudes podcast i like it should we be supporting graffiti? No. Except in Batman. We didn't tell you to do it. Wait. <laughs> Dave Koch told you to do it. <laughs> All right. With that being said, we've rambled on enough. I'm going to go get some fried dough. I hope you are as well. Jeff, enjoy your baby bell cheese. And we will see you all next week. listen to another exciting episode at the mickey dudes podcast you can find the mickey dudes on facebook at the mickey dudes podcast and on twitter at the mickey dudes if you enjoyed our podcast please share the love on stitcher or itunes thank you for tuning in and we'll see you again real soon i still have some food in my mouth that's what she said why would you say that i don't know if she had food in her mouth <laughs>